This, 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 Welcome to podcast episode number 789. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your boxing preview for the weekend upcoming. Lots of good stuff, especially on the domestic scene for you to get excited about. No doubt if you are a Fight Disciple, I'm sure that you've maybe shelled out your hard-earned money to take a trip to Sheffield for the battle uh, between Lee Wood and Josh Warrington. Before we get to that, though, please subscribe to us. You can do it via our website, fightdisciples.com. Everything is there for you. You've got your Apple. You've got your Google Play. You've got your Spotify. Whatever you want, however you want to consume it, you can do it. You can also consume us via YouTube as well. Fight Disciples on there. Hit subscribe, and you'll never miss out on any of our content coming your way. Uh, I know what you're thinking. These scruffy buggers were wearing the same clothes uh, a little <laughs> earlier on in the week when they did the uh, review show. Now, listen, man, we're recording it all on the same day for you. All right, just in case you think it's yourself. Scruffy mm. bastards. Yeah, come on, man. Change mm-hmm. your clothes. Uh, we've, we've decided to do it all on one part just because our schedule's a little bit busy this week, but we're getting it all done and getting it to you because um, we've got a good weekend this weekend. I know that we were a little bit harsh um, on last weekend's action, especially on the right, domestic harsh. scene. Yeah, yeah, we listen, were rightfully harsh. Listen, we are honest. That is hopefully why people come here. We call it straight. When people need criticising and things need criticising, it gets criticised. When things need praising, it gets praised. There is no agenda on this show, despite what you might think. There is no agenda. And to prove it, this weekend, I think the Matchroom card in Sheffield, card that is, not just the fight, the main event, mm-hmm. the card, is actually all right. If you've spent your money on that and you're going down as a fan, I think you're in for a bit of a treat. You're in for some good fights there and hopefully a main event that will deliver. I think the main event will deliver. Um, but as a card, I'm quite happy with it. What say you? Yeah, well, well I'm just having a look. One, two, three, four, five. There's eight fights on the card for Sheffield this weekend. And obviously take away the first four. Good number, you, by the way. Good number. I don't like these yeah. 15s and 14s and all that. No. Eight is fine. Six, eight, six to eight. Six to eight is perfect. Eight, you're getting your money's worth. There's a few early doors. There's one or two that you can put in as a, as a little bit of a floater, just in case. But you've got four fights here, four proper fights. You've got Terry Harper, Cecilia Breakhouse in a proper world title fight to establish fighters. You've got a main event that fucking sells itself to the most popular, most courageous, most active champions we've got in Britain right now. Never turned down a fight. Always in a good fight. That's why they're fighting each other. Wood and Warrington. And this could be the first of a sequence of fights between them. I think they're both that good. And then, of course, you've got Kieran Conway and Hopi Price in fights. In actual fights. So, yeah, I, there's four There's four events here. There's four fights at the top of this card, which I am happy with. I am happy with. But, of course... How many times can you say the word fight? I mean, I've said that a few times. Fights. I love this. Fights. Fights. Yeah. Fights. We got There's some fights. We got some fights. We got some fights. Actual <laughs> fights. Yeah, man. Um, is it? Shall we start there? In Sheffield, yeah, of course. Um. I haven't forgot that there's action on Friday as well, just in case people are thinking we're just doing it a bit mm-hmm. backwards because that's the, the the main attraction, I suppose, is a bit of Saturday night action in Sheffield. Of um. You know that the atmosphere is going to be crackers because it's going to be a very football uh, fan base heavy. You've got the Nottingham Forest fans and the Leeds fans in Sheffield. Behave yourselves is my first thing. All right. Behave yourselves. The guys in the ring are doing the fighting, not you. All right. 
Um, and the guys in the ring, I think, are absolutely going to bring it. I put a tweet out a couple of weeks ago uh, commending Devin Haney's attitude. And Devin Haney's attitude of, of chasing down the best fights and wanting the best fights and trying to bring us the best fights. And he's obviously been able to do that because he kind of keeps himself promotionally neutral. Uh, and his attitude's bang on. Uh, and I stand by everything that I said about him. And obviously, we've got that fight coming up with Regis Program, which I'm extremely excited about. But we could also say very similar things about the two guys that are fighting each other uh, this right. weekend. Um, if you look at the last three, four, five fights of Lee Wood uh, and the last three, four, five fights of Josh Warrington, when have they let you down? When have they taken a tin can? When have they taken a tick over? These lads don't do that. Nope. They don't do that. They step up. They consistently go out of their way to make the best fights possible. They take risks. They fall short. They come again. They they give themselves some proper challenges. And they do the things that I think every single fight fan should be proud of. This is what you want from the sport. You want Correct. the guys that you follow, the guys that you pay your money to go and watch. You want them to, to take risks. You want them to put it on the line and you want them in these types of contests consistently. Not every now and again, and then, all right, we'll have three or four that we tick over and we, 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 we're we waiting for this and politics is getting in the way. No, just look at Lee Wood's attitude. Mm-hmm. Plenty of times he could have gone on different routes. He could have done this, yeah. he could have done that. He's the one that has said no to his promoter. He's the one that has said no to his team. He's the one that has gone, now, nah, mate, we're going back in with him. And I'm going to do this, this, and this to him. Right, sweet. Okay, it's a risk. Yeah, I know it's a risk, but that's the type of guy that I am. And Josh Warrington has had the exact same attitude. These two guys, I don't care who wins. I'm going to be honest. I like them both. I don't care who wins this weekend. Um, I'm just thankful that we have these two guys in the sport with this attitude, providing us this, this weekend. And I hope that the fight lives up to what it should be for these guys. What their what their attitude and legacy absolutely deserves. I hope that we get an absolute firecracker. I think we will. Honestly, I really do. I really do think we will. And obviously, me, I'm letting me heart rule me head a little bit. But I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a fight of the year contender. I really do, because I think both of them are going to bring their A game. They're both in you know a similar position right now in regards to their last six fights. They've both got two losses in their last six fights, but they're they're constantly fighting against the best guys in the world. You know, Maurizio Lara come over here, shocked us all with his performance against Josh Warrington. Then got had the rematch with Warrington. Then he went in with Lee Woods. Then you've had uh, Lopez come over. He's made the name for himself against Warrington. These have been proper fights, like the best fights in this featherweight division. And it's all about these two guys. It was inevitable. Cannes, you all oh, those guys, mate. Proper stuff. Incredible. It's just it's just incredible. And, it, and what this featherweight division, and more importantly, what these two fighters in particular have done that they're showing how good boxing can be, how bo- how good how consistently good boxing can be in this country. If you've got a champion or a fighter with a champion's mindset that wants the toughest possible fights. Warrington and Wood are those guys. They're the poster guys for what we want boxing to look like. They're doing it. This should be the inspiration. And that's why they have big followings. That's why fans turn out in their droves to see them. Mm-hmm. Because every fight's a proper fight. This is how sports should be. Records are for DJs. You're fighting the best guys in the world. Guess what? Sometimes you're going to come up short. 
how do you come back from that? Like Lee Wood's mentality to go straight back in with Maurizio Lara was absolutely incredible. There couldn't have been couldn't have been more than half a dozen people that backed what he said. That's backed them to go. I'm going back in. Watch this. Couldn't have been more than half a dozen. Even the most staunch Lee Wood fans, and I, I include us in that, and Josh Warrington, because as you just pointed out, both these guys are absolute diamonds. Mm-hmm. I've spent time with both of them. I've interviewed both of them extensively. Both of them are captivating individuals and people that I really want to do well in the world. And their mentality of taking the toughest possible fights available to define their own legacies, never, ever taking easy fights. That's why I give them so much respect. Why I give them so much love. Because their mentality is what I want every champion's mentality to be like in this sport. This is how good boxing can be when your mind is like Josh Warrington and Lee Wood. So I'm delighted to fight each other. And I'd mentioned it there at the top of the show. I can only pray this is the first in a sequence of fights because they deserve a sequence of high-profile, big-money world title fights. They deserve it. They both defined their legacies already as being modern-day two fantastic British world champions. Now, kind of a little bit like a Eubank Ben, I hope their legacy when they retire is built on Mate, they were both brilliant, but remember when they came together and they had those three fights over the course of two or three years or whatever? My goodness, they fucking set. We get excited about this featherweight division because it's talent-packed, especially from a British perspective. These are the two guys. These are the two guys. Honestly, I can't wait for it. Sheffield's going to be rocking. And guess what, Leeds? We're coming for you next spring. Do you think the styles match nicely together? Yeah, because I think Lee is incredibly talented boxer. I think Josh is a far bigger puncher than people give him credit for. I think a lot of people will think Josh is the boxer, Lee is the puncher. I would say it's, it's as much the other way as well. I think Josh Warrington's is likely to turn up and stand Lee Wood on his head, as Lee Wood's likely to turn up and stand Josh Warrington on his head. Both guys can score knockdowns. Both guys can set a tempo. Both guys have got massive stones. I, I just Very think fit lads as well, they can go deep. The two of them go deep and carry power deep as well. And I think, okay, Josh has had some hard fights recently, but then Lee Woods come through some tough fights as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's putting them both together, putting them both it. It's that challenge of like, okay, you know what he's about, and he knows what you're about. And right now, there's a genuine conversation of in this little mini era. Who is the best featherweight in Britain? I think we're going to find out on Saturday. But again, I, I think it's going to be such a good fight. It could be the first in a sequence of fights. I Every now and again, I get a feeling for a draw, you know. Every now and again. Listen, uh, what is it? It's normally, it's normally about 12 to 1 or maybe even higher. It's always worth a 5 or a 10 on that. Always worth a Especially when you've got two lads that won't take a backward step that can both hurt each other, that both have incredible tanks, both have great chins. Mate, I think I think we're in for a real treat this weekend. I, you know, I know that we're over-egging it, maybe building it and building it and building it, but I just can't see it being bad. The, the only thing, the only negative I can say, obviously, in, in the past, Josh has caught a couple of his opponents with his head, hasn't he? And it's opened up cuts. And therefore, fights have ended up being stopped. We saw that in the uh, in his Lara rematch, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Fingers cr- fingers crossed that doesn't happen. If that doesn't happen, and I don't think it will, 
just because Lee is intelligent to be able to keep this long if when he, when he can keep it long. I think they'll mix really nicely. And Josh will have moments, Lee will have moments, and it'll be backwards and forwards. I, th- I think we might be, you know, to the level of what we saw with Lee and Conlon. That's where that's where we that's where we could be at with this. I genuinely agree. Honestly, I genuinely agree. They're so well matched together. Their strengths and their weaknesses are the other guys' strengths and weaknesses, but then flip that around as well. Like it, for me, it can't not deliver. And I think more than anything else, it's built on the fact that both these guys realize that this is a legacy fight. This is more than a world title fight. This is a legacy fight. This is bragging rights for eternity. It's bigger than a world title fight, in my opinion. It means more because these guys have been so dominant in this featherweight division, genuine global players in the featherweight division. And okay, they've both been denied kind of these big showcase American performances. But who needs America when you're selling out stadiums and and, and fucking arenas yeah, is, in your yeah. hometown? It don't matter. They've had these big fights. They've had the revet. They've had the repeat performances. They've had you know the big Mexicans coming over and everything else. The the Kanju performance was a massive performance. Kanju Lee Wood stood Kanju on his head, and you were like, "Oh my god, what's he just done?" He wasn't supposed to be able to do that. So yeah, I I, I just think <clears throat> timing is spot on. I think Warrington needed something big to get his teeth stuck into after the disappointments. Chance to become three-time, mate. Chance to become three-time world champ. Disappointments of losing his world title against a legit guy. He needed picking up off the floor. And this is the perfect opponent to do it. The perfect opportunity to do it as well. And you've got Leeds Arena, Leeds Football Stadium, perhaps rubbing its hands together, hoping for the draw. Because then the return goes to Leeds, and then we find well, a neutral ground for the main event. Well, this is neutral. It's in Sheffield. Trilogy. Sheffield, of course. Yeah, Lee Woods, Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, of course. I like yeah. that. I like that this is neutral. I like the fact that it's right. You take your guys to the guy, to the place. You take your guys to the place, and, and we'll have a meet you in the middle. Yeah, I like that. Mate, it's 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 set to be a cracker. And listen, the majority of the times we sit here, don't we? And we're only talking about a main event and then you're just f- flying through an undercard. I really like Terry Harper versus Cecilia Breakhouse as, as a fight. I know, that, I know that people will look at this and go, oh, Breakhouse is coming to the end. And you know what I mean? This is just the thing to be able to boost Terry Harper's. Well, hang on a minute. Terry Harper's had a bump. She's had yeah. a bump. Don't get me wrong. At 154, she looked much better. Obviously, bigger girl, isn't she? You know what I mean? She seems a lot better at those, at those bigger weights. Break this is Breakhouse is the queen. Yeah, Before exactly. all these other fighters, when we were talking about these girls, Breakhouse was the queen. Yes, we mm-hmm. talk about Clarissa now and we talk about um all these others that are coming through, but she was the one. Um, and this is an opportunity for her to get b- back on track, you know. I think that's a really, really intelligent and good piece of matchmaking. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Cecilia's been around for a long time. She's as old as me and you, but she's only ever lost to one opponent. Yeah. She only ever lost to Jessica McCaskill. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes someone's just your your kryptonite. Someone's just and, and the first fight was really close. And the second fight, okay, she didn't really turn up for the second no. fight, but sometimes that can happen. Sometimes that can be your level of opponent. Oh, don't get me wrong. Terry Harper and the team, they're gambling on the fact that Cecilia is on her way down the mountain. She is. She isn't quite the fighter she once was, and she isn't going to be when she's in her 40s. 
But that's not to say she hasn't got the experience that can cause serious problems for Terry Harper if Terry isn't on a, a game. As you say, we've seen Alicia Bumgardner and what she did to Terry Harper. So I think it's Natasha Jonas out boxing, mate. Yeah, completely. Yeah, Natasha, she should have two losses on the record. You're right. So I think it's a great fight. I think it's mm -hmm. the again. Terry Harper's out there trying to define her own legacy, and and to get a, a, a name like Cecilia Breakhouse on your on your resume, Brilliant. absolutely incredible. Matchroom have delivered here. They've delivered a mega name, a big fight on a big card for Terry Harper. It's a great opportunity, but I, I, honestly, I think she's got to be switched on. It, it's going yeah. to have to be vintage Terry Harper, otherwise Cecilia Breakhouse is. Way too experienced, and she ain't gonna give up without a fight. I think it's a great, great fight. It is. I actually like Conway and the Duffier as well, you know. Yeah, I think um you've got two guys. I think it's a again, we we mo I moan all the time. I moan all the time about um undercard fights not being competitive and it being heavily weighted towards uh the home fighter. Last weekend was one of those instances, and we highlighted it and, and spoke about it extensively. That's a good fight. That's a good fight. I wouldn't be able to make a pick. Right now, if you were to say, right, get, tell me who's going to win it, I wouldn't be able to tell you. And that is the sign of a good fight. Well done. Yeah, completely. You know, Udofia's fallen short once against Denzel Bentley. That was a British title fight. That was a split decision he lost against Denzel Bentley as well. Bear in mind, Denzel Bentley, you know, put a, put a great effort in fighting for a world title. So that's his only loss on there. It was a split to a guy that's been at world title level. Kieran Conway hasn't quite got to that level. He's got a couple of losses on his record, both on the road, both over in mm -hmm. America. Okay, against decent level American opposition, Sissoko and Austin Williams, both undefeated fighters. But the, 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 the Sissoko fight, he lost the split decision over there, away from home, given those advantages. Drops Sissoko as well, you know, controversial. Um, I, I think back to that performance he put in against, against JJ Metcalf in Liverpool. He looked excellent that night. So, yeah, <laughs> again... I think Conway Udofia, <laughs> toss a coin. Genuinely toss a coin. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to be sat here going, <laughs> right, he's going to win that and he's going to win it probably by this point of the fight. I don't want to do that. I want to sit here and go, fucking, I've no idea, mate. I've absolutely yeah. no idea. It's like what you just said about Harper and Breakouts, right? On paper, if I, t if I forget about their ages, I forget about where they're at in the career, Breakout should walk that. Yeah, yeah. Te technically, as a fighter, she should she should walk that. But there's, it's just good timing, matchmaking, everything. Because we don't know where Cecilia's at right now. Terry's on a nice little rise. She's fitted into this weight beautifully. And therefore, yeah. it's become an even situation, right? You've kind of got a contest there. Now, listen, Terry might go in there and blitz her. Cecilia might go in there and stand there on her head. That might happen. Yeah. But now, pre-fight, standing here, I don't know. Brilliant. That's the sign of a good one. Same with Wood Warrington. We all know that anyway, that nobody really knows how that's going to play out because you just don't know. We're talking about two guys that are two-time champions of the world. Big opportunity for one of them to really, as you've said, get some bragging rights. But it's important that you have these types of jeopardy moments throughout the course of the night as well. Conway Adolfia, I don't know. Brilliant. No. Well done. I know. I think I know out of the four fights, the four good matchups, and I, I'm going to add Hopi Price versus Connor Coggill to that to that list as well. I would imagine because... I look at that a bit different. I think Hopi comes through that. No, I know that, but you've got Hopi Price who's 11 and 0. You've got Connor Coggill who's 14 and 0. 
So on paper, there's no blueprint to beat the kid. The kid's a, yeah, a yeah. decent level amateur. He went to the, the junior or the youth ABAs. He, he fought in the Harringay Box Cup. You know, Coggill's no joke. He's He's got a good pedigree. He's come in and Coggill will tell you, without even seeing his interview this week, he'll come in and go, I've been overlooked by the big promoters. No one signed me. I've gone. I've had to do it small hall. I've built up a solid record. I'm 14 and 0 on small hall. So this is my opportunity for Connor Coggill. This is his, this is like a world title fight. This mm-hmm. you beat Opie Price, kid. You want to get signed by Matchroom? You're going to be on Matchroom TV cards. The opportunities will open up to you. So for him, this is as big as it it could possibly be in his narrow, you know, in in the in the small world that he's had to operate in. This is a game changer. This is not about how many tickets can you sell down the local boozer to go down to Hull Town Hall for your for your sixth fight. This is a game changer for Conor Cargill. So that's what makes this a real fight. I, I, I'm with you. It's slightly different because I'd be very surprised if Hopi Price doesn't win. That's only because I'm high on Hopi Price. Kid's a very, very talented boxer. We know his, his private life, fortunately, has been well documented. He had a really hard time for a couple of years, but Thankfully, that seems to have come to an end now. He can get back to his boxing, get back to his career. But, you know, you can highlight the fact that Coggill's 14-0, and 0, but he's only had one knockout. Well, Hopi Price is 11-0. and 0. He's only had three or four. He's not He's not necessarily a big punch no. here. I think Hopi's still finding his, his man strength. So, <clears throat> chances are no one's getting chinned here. So, I think it's a really competitive fight, as I say. Hopi Price needs to be, be aware of the fact that this is a step up. You're taking on a kid that's unbeaten. And is finally getting the respect and the opportunity Connor Coggill believes he should have had a long time ago. That makes him a dangerous fighter. Four good fights. Well done, Matchroom. This is the start of everything moving forward, please. No step backwards from this. Competitive, competitive, competitive fights. Good stuff. I don't need to ask the question, actually, to to people that watch or listen to the show. Have you bought a ticket for this and have no... Uh, affiliation to any of the fighters. I'm, I'm pretty confident that fight fans will have gone, that's a bit of me, that. That's the one I'm going for. Sweet as, take my money. I'll see you on Saturday night. I think you'll be in for a treat. Should be a good night's, uh, night of action. Um, I also think this is a good fight, you know. Uh, Ramirez versus Smith Jr. It's a weird one because it's been made a, a, a catch weight, hasn't it, of, is it 193 pounds or so, or something mad like that? It makes a mad look. Makes a wow. mad catch weight. Don't know. Um, because we're, obviously we're talking Smith Jr. as a light heavy. You've got Ramirez there. We last time last time I watched Ramirez, he just didn't turn up, did he? He just uh he he, he seemed to be one of those guys with that amazing record mm-hmm. of fighting nobodies, and then you step up to the big leagues and you actually end up getting found out. This is a big one for him. It's a big, big yeah, night for him because he's taking on obviously a former world champion in uh, Joe Smith Jr. And if you lose this one as well, then, listen, it's not done. Absolutely, it's not done. But it's a hard sell is what it is. Because you look at, well, he was 40-odd and all. Yeah, he ain't fought anybody. Now he's fighting people. He's getting beat, isn't he? This is huge for Ramirez. This is a massive, massive night for Zerdo. I think there's a lot less on it uh, for Joe Smith. But, that being said, if you were to ask me now, right, give me 10 quid and bet on one of them to win, I'd bet on Joe Smith. Because the man's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a bad, bad man. And he has got a really good amateur pedigree, very much overlooked. 
from his uh, from his Golden Gloves days. He can crack, and he's he's just got that never say die attitude. So if I was to if I was to put ten quid on one of these guys to be victorious at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas on Saturday night, it'd be Joe Smith Junior, mate. Uh, I'm going to go the other way, uh, and that's not. You think he's going to turn up? I think Zedo is going to turn up, yeah, because he can't afford not to turn up. If he doesn't turn up uh, this weekend, then that 44 and fight unbeaten record that he built up before, as you say, finally taking a proper fight, taking on Dimitri Bivol uh, and getting comprehensively outboxed for 12 rounds, um, it all becomes a sham, doesn't it? It becomes the record that we alluded it to being, saying, is this guy ever going to fight anybody? Is he ever going to step up? You know, he had that reign at super middleweight. But he didn't really fight anybody at super middleweight, became world champion, made a couple of routine hand-picked defences, and then went, right, I'm moving up now. Um, I'm moving up to light heavyweight. And I spent a couple of years, you know, going through the motions. One of, one thing I will say is, though, there's a bit of box of maths I'm using here, and that's the fact that Sullivan Barrera outboxed Joe Smith Jr. That's one of Joe Smith Jr.'s losses. He's lost four of 32 Sullivan Barrera outboxed him, beat him on points. Mm-hmm. Zedo knocked out Sullivan Barrera in four mm-hmm. rounds, dropped him a bunch of times as well before he knocked him out. Um, but again, you know, different time, different place, different fight. MMA matters very difficult. You have two and two together, it doesn't necessarily make four. But I think Zedo knows that if he loses, it's one thing losing to Bivol at the top of the tree. Oh, yeah, well, okay. That's fair. It's something else losing to Joe Smith Jr. What I, what I do like about it is it's a proper fight. So I'll give Zedo that. Most of his career has been hand-picked opponents. This is a proper fight. He lost the Bivol. The unbeaten record's gone. Sound. He could have rebuilt against a bit of more of a hand-picked guy. I think Joe Smith Jr. is a legit opponent. So I'll give him that much. Mad that it's a, a crazy catchweight. Like you just said, super middles, light heavies, not full cruisers. What weight is that? Sorry, one one ninety three. I think it is. Why? I don't know. Strange. Doesn't do anything for them though, does it? Doesn't do anything for them in terms of, you know, putting them back in the mix anyway. Mm. It's on the zone. This, by the way, people can tune in. You can watch yep. this uh, on the zone. Both cards. Both cards on the zone on Saturday night. Yeah, this is a Golden Boy show though, not an Eddie show. But yeah, uh, co-main events. Malakuziev's rehabilitation will continue against Atlanta. Atlantes Fox, um, yeah. who, who can't buy a win these days, one-time middleweight prospect or light middleweight prospect, who's uh, who's now kind of, you know, a little bit of a hired gun. He lost to Demetrius Andrade, um, but then we've seen him over here, didn't we? And Luke Williams, uh, Liam Williams, sorry, absolutely smashed them to bits at the BT Sports Studios, I think it was. Um, and since then, Atlantis Fox has been come with a gun to hire. Got beat, got stopped by David Morrell. Got beat last time out uh, as well. I think this is set up for Melikuziev to uh, continue moving forward after the Gabe Rosado incident a few years ago. Yeah, man. Uh, have you seen? Where is it? There's a bit of Friday night action there. You were just kind of. Uh... Alluded to Friday night at uh, TNT Sports. I've got it. It is Mark Leach. He's back in action. Mark uh, Leach. What's that? A European title fight or something? No, no, no. He's taking on uh, Masood uh, Abdullah at the York Hall Bethnal Green. You've got uh, Elis Zorro on the undercard as well. This is Friday night 
uh, action. Uh, I actually like the matchup of Abdullah and Leach. Leach, of course, uh, just fell short, didn't he? Uh, last time out in a great uh, in a great fight back in this uh, with Abdullah. So this is your, a little bit of Friday night action for you. It's a bit of a it feels a bit of a next gen card. No complaints. It's Friday night. You're not highlighting it as your uh, as your main stuff for the weekend. A uh, little bit of fun on Friday night, just in case you're uh, interested. TNT Sports, the destination for that at the York Hall. Um, but your main stuff is, of course, Saturday night, DAZN, Wood, Warrington. Uh, great undercard, as we've, uh, as we've pointed yeah. out. Uh, and then, obviously, fly, keep yourself on the zone and fly yourself over towards uh, Ramirez versus Smith Jr., which uh, should be good. You've just said there, Beck Melikusiev's on there as well. Ramirez is taking on Batista as well on that undercard. Mm. Uh, should be solid, mate. Should be a, a solid night uh, of action for us all to enjoy. Wood of Warrington, go. Or are you going to do a next picks on it? I'm going to do a next picks on it, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of dreading it because it's I horrible, really mate. like both of them. I really like both of them, you know. I've spent time with both of them. I know their backstories. I know how much they love this game. And more than anything else, it's the admiration. Not to to ring this bell again, but the admiration I've got for both of them. Just the mentalities of the biggest fights possible. Fucking let's just do it. Forget the risk. Forget the reward. Just get me the biggest fight I can possibly have right now. And right now, Wood versus Warrington just makes so much sense. So much sense. I just hope, I hope it's a great fight. And I hope whatever happens in the aftermath, it's like, okay, maybe we don't have to see it again right now, but I would love to see that again down the line and the loser go away and rebuild and get a big win. And then maybe we look at doing it again. You know, you know, and, that, and the, you know that the loser ain't rebuilding. They're going to go and say, right, I'll fight Michael Conlon or I'm going to go and fight sorry, this dude. That's exactly. how they roll, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean rebuild to the point where, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the loser comes out and goes, right, well, I'll have another big fight and then get me that rematch. And I just hope it's, because I like them both so much, I hope it's as competitive to the point where I'm like, bloody hell, that was brilliant. Let's do that again. Yeah. Because they deserve it, man. And I, I honestly believe Wood Warrington this rivalry could be the crown and defining moment of both their legacies. You're in for a good one. Oh. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in uh, to the preview. You can subscribe to us via our website, fightdisciples.com. We're on YouTube as well. Fight Disciples on there. Go and have a little bit of a nosy around. Subscribe, comment, get involved. Let us know who you think is going to be winning these fights this weekend. And make sure you come back on Monday for a full review of the action. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.